0: Hey, Kurt already mentioned several things. We had a great first week in Power Kids. We had a great first week in Ground Zero. We had uh, close to 200 kids and leaders. Then Friday night, we did fifth quarter. We had over 100 kids in fifth quarter. Uh, We, us, all of us got to reach out to 300 uh, kindergarten through 12th graders uh, this last week with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm so thankful. Just like Kurt said, I'm so thankful for all that you do. Your prayers, your giving, uh, we're making a huge difference in the lives of kids. We're making a huge difference in the lives of teenagers. Uh, we've had to go back and forth to Sam's a couple of times to get more drinks, to get more food. And God's doing amazing work. And I just, I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for all that uh, you do. You're giving your prayers. Listen, the the faster you give it, the more we'll spend it. and Amen? Amen. We're not putting it in the bank. We're not, you know, we're not storing it up for later. Uh, We're going to reach kids and we're going to reach teenagers with the gospel. And I I want you to know uh, just how amazing it is and what God's doing. As we move into fall, uh, we're going to, God's just going to continue to move. I want to talk to you this morning about the power of prayer. The power of prayer. Listen, as we move into the fall, I just want to encourage you in your prayer life. Now listen, you may be here this morning and you've never prayed. You think, hey, I've never prayed. You may be here this morning and you've prayed before, but maybe you don't pray now. You did it for a while and maybe you didn't get answers or it didn't work like you thought it should and so you just kind of gave up on it. Or you may be here and you may think, hey, I pray all the time. I'm a regular person that prays. I don't know where you're at. Let me tell you two lies about prayer. The lie number one is that God doesn't care about the little things in your life. Hey, God doesn't care about my job or God doesn't care about my money or God doesn't care. It's a lie. He does too care. He's your father and he cares. The second lie is, oh, this is too big to pray about. You know, I can't pray for America or our nation or or our president or I can't pray about war. I can't pray about any of that stuff because it's too big. And, and, you know, God's going God's to do what he wants to do anyway, and so I don't need to pray about that. Those are two huge lies. I'm going to show you some very, very simple things this morning to help encourage you in your prayer life and to help you go ahead. And if you haven't been praying to start, and if you have been, to continue. Back last summer, we talked about reading the Bible. We've talked a lot about reading your Bible. And what have we said? Well, you don't need to read your Bible all day. But you do need to read it every day. You don't need to read it all day, but you do need to read it every day. If you're wise as a Christian, if you're smart as a Christian, if you want to grow as a Christian, you'll take time every single day to read your Bible. Prayer is the very same way, those two things go together. Hey, if you'll take time to read the Word of God, and you'll take time to pray, listen, you'll see things happen in your life you've never seen happen before. Let me read to you this morning, and I want to read a verse. I'm going to read Colossians 4.2, and it's out of the NIV. Listen to what this says. It says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Let me focus in on the word watchful. The word means intentional. But let me say something that's very powerful. Nothing good happens in your life accidentally. It never has and it never will. Isn't it true? You don't accidentally work hard. You don't accidentally graduate high school. You don't accidentally go to college. You don't accidentally get promoted. You don't accidentally get married. Nothing good happens accidentally. You intentionally do those things. You intentionally decide, hey, I want to further my education so I can get a better job. You intentionally look for a better job. You intentionally go in and talk to your boss about a race. Nothing in life happens accidentally good. You have to be intentional. Prayer's the very same way. Can I encourage you this morning that you become more intentional about praying? What do you mean? Well, you decide every single day I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna show you some simple things you can do to help make that happen. Now, listen to it again. Devote yourself to prayer. Can I ask you a question? What are you devoted to? What are you devoted to? The Bible says to devote yourself to prayer, which simply means take time to pray being watchful, being intentional, and then to be thankful. Here's the first simple thing, and that's in it. Keep it simple. How should I pray? Lots of times people don't pray because they don't think they have the right words or, you know, I don't know enough Bible. You know, I'm not a good enough Christian. Listen, none of that's true. You know how you should talk to God? Like a friend. Like a friend. Because that's exactly what he is. He is your heavenly father, and he loves you. Now, listen, I was blessed enough to have a good dad. Now, he died when I was 18, but up until that time, I had a good father. I don't have any trouble seeing God as a good father. You may not have had a good father. So when I stand up here and say, hey, God is a good dad, you may think, well, I don't know about all that. But let me tell you this. If you have trouble with that, he's a good friend. So how should you pray? Talk to him just like you would a good friend. Just like somebody you would text to or somebody you'd have lunch with. Just tell him what's going on in your life. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you're dealing with. Talk to him like a good friend. How often should I do it? Every single day. My wife and I talk every single day. We don't go hours or days or weeks and not talk. So the very first thing you need to do is just to keep it simple and talk to God like a friend. Here's the second one. Pray God's word pray God's promises. Let me read you a verse. This is Ephesians 117. I keep asking God, excuse me, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so you would know him better. I love that last sentence, so you would know him better. You know, one of the benefits of prayer is the more you talk to God, the better you will get to know him. The more you spend time talking to him, the more you spend time reading his word, the better you'll get to know him. Pray God's word. Now, let me show you how to do it. It's so simple. <clears throat> in the world we live in today, let's say you're having money problems and you've got money issues. I don't know what kind. You just got money issues. You can get your laptop. You can get your iPad. You can get your smartphone. And you can put in Google uh, the Bible about money or uh, Bible verses about money and 50 verses will come up just like that. Let's say you're dealing with a health issue. You can put in there healing in the Bible, and 50 verses will come up. Let's say you're dealing with depression. You can put depression in the Bible, and 25, 30 verses will come up. Listen, it doesn't matter what the subject is. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. Listen, it wasn't always this way, but because of technology, it's so easy. Just grab your smartphone, put whatever it is you're dealing with in there, and then put in there in the Bible. Dozens of verses will come up. You can take those promises and pray them over yourself. Listen, lots of Christians in their prayers like this, Lord, if it be your will. Now listen to me. God's word is his will. A prayer that ends with, Lord, if it be your will, is a prayer of unbelief. It's a prayer of ignorance. Because, see, you can know the will of God in any area. How? By knowing what God's Word says. Listen, can I tell you? God wants you to be healed and healthy, and there are verses that say so. God wants to take care of you financially because there are verses that say so. So you simply find a promise for whatever problem you have. Isn't that good? Find a promise for whatever problem you have and begin to stand on that promise and begin to pray that promise in your life. And instead of praying a prayer of unbelief, instead of praying a prayer of doubt, instead of praying a prayer of, well, you never know what God's gonna do, Hey, I know what God's going to do because I know what his word says. Now, let me do it with you. Let me take Ephesians 117. How do you do it? You personalize the verse. What do you do? You put your name and yourself into the verse. Now, the verse I just read to you says, Paul prayed this. He said, I keep asking that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and that you would know him better. Okay, here's how I would pray this verse. I would take the second half of it and here's what I would say. Father God, I thank you that you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and that I would know you better. You see how easy that is? Okay, I could do it with Vicky and put her name in there. Father, I pray for Vicky that you would give her a spirit of wisdom and revelation and that you would know her, that she would know you better. Father, I pray over Annie and Ruby and Sabri and Ellie and Arlie, my granddaughters. Father, I pray you'd give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and that they would know you better. You can even take the last sentence. Father God, I pray over my granddaughters. I pray over my children. I pray over the church body. That God, you would help us know you better. You see how easy that is? Instead of a prayer of unbelief and doubt. Well, you never know what God's going to do. Yes, I do. And you can too. How? By knowing what his word says. So it's very simple. Talk to him like he's your father because he is. Talk to him like he's a friend and then find a promise and begin to pray that promise. How long should I pray it? How about the rest of your life? Amen. (laughs) Let me give you the next one make prayer active. Let me read to you Romans 12:11. This is Romans 12:11 and it's out of the NIV. Listen to what this says. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. <clears throat> no everybody knows this. Okay, I love football. High school football's already started. We went to the game Friday night. Half of my granddaughters went down and cheered with the cheerleaders, and I had the best time I've ever had in my life, and I hopefully we're gonna do it a bunch more until they're really cheerleaders, and then we'll be there when they're really cheering. All right, you know what I love about football? There's passion. You know what I love about college football? There's passion, People are excited. People are stirred up. You know what I love about sports? You don't know the outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't you love rooting for the underdog? I mean, don't you love it when somebody says, man, this team doesn't have a chance, and they end up winning? I mean, that's, what, that's one of the things that I love about it. Now, listen to what it says. It says, for you as a Christian to don't lack zeal, don't give up your spiritual uh, fervor serving the Lord. Have some passion for God. Have some passion for prayer. And be excited, hey man! I'm excited about God. I'm excited about the things of God. When Vicky and I turned our lives around and began to follow Christ, we went home to see my parents, and, they, and here's what they said: they, oh, "You'll you'll kind of calm down." And you know they were praying I would calm down anyway. Amen. Nobody ever prayed that I would have passion. You know, Rusty, you'll calm down, and, and you know, this will kind of go away. You know what I'm saying? You'll go back to being lukewarm. You'll go back to being worldly. You'll go back to being that old Rusty. No, I'm not. I love Jesus then. I love Jesus now. All right, have some passion and some fire. Now, let me talk to you about making your prayer life active. <clears throat> let me explain to you what I mean. In the mornings, I get up and do devotions, and all I do is I get up, I have some coffee, and I spend some time reading my Bible, and I do it every single day. Then when I get finished doing that, I get dressed, and I go outside, and I go on about a two-mile walk, and it's just in my neighborhood. I don't go anywhere. I just walk right there in my neighborhood, and I walk for about 30 minutes, and during that 30-minute walk, I pray, and I call it my prayer walk. Now, let me explain to you why I'm telling you this. I'm not telling you this so you'll do it the way I'm doing it. You may need to do something completely different, but it really works well for me. I get outside. I get some fresh air. I get some sunshine. I get my blood moving. It helps me physically. It helps me mentally. You know, they say if you'll take a 30-minute walk, it releases those feel-good chemicals in your brain, and then I pray and I talk to God. Then I pray for you, I pray for my family, I pray for my grandchildren, I pray for my neighbors, and I make my prayer life active. And it has so helped me. It has so helped me physically, it has so helped me mentally, it has so helped me in my prayer life. See, in the morning, I don't wonder what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to drink some coffee, and I'm going to go take a prayer walk. Now, there's only two times I don't do it, and that's if there's ice on the road or if it's pouring rain. Now, if it's drizzling, I go. If it's snowing, I go. But if the roads are dangerous and, you know, they're slick, I don't go. See, the weather doesn't stop me. It doesn't matter how cold it is. I go in the morning, and it works well for me. Now, listen, this may not work for you at all. Maybe you have to leave for work early, and you can't go on a morning walk. Or maybe you've got five screaming kids. And you think, I'd love to go for a walk, Pastor. I'll come by and drop the kids off, and and I'll go on my 30-minute walk, right? That doesn't work for you. I I get it. You may be in a completely different place. Let me just say this. If you're a commuter, maybe that's when you pray. Maybe night's better for you. Maybe lunchtime is better for you. Maybe you might have 10 minutes during the day, but that you make your prayer life, you make some time, and you make it part of your deal. Okay, maybe you need to get a secret place. What do you mean? Well, you see, in the morning when I get up, I go downstairs, we have a small den, and I get some coffee, and I have a favorite chair I get in, and that's where I read my Bible, and that's where I do that morning stuff, and it's essentially my secret place, and I do it the same place every morning. Now, as it gets cool and we move into fall and winter, I have a fireplace in there, and I build a fire in the fireplace, and I read my Bible, and I drink my coffee, and that's the way I start my day. And it's really amazing and it really benefits me. Again, that may not work for you. Maybe you can do it in your pickup. Maybe you can do it in your car. Maybe you've got 10 minutes at lunchtime that you can do it. But you just take time and you make a place to pray. How often? Every day. Now, maybe you're a journaler. Maybe you're that person who likes to have a notebook and likes to write some things down. And if you want to do that, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it but make it active. Here's the next one. <clears throat> Pray daily. Let me read to you out of Romans twelve twelve. Listen to what this says. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Now, can I encourage you? Read your Bible every day for just a few minutes. Kurt always says get on the YouVersion Bible app and read the verse of the day it doesn't take 60 seconds. Pray every day. If you don't pray but 60 seconds, take 60 seconds and pray. Listen, gentlemen, if you're married, pray for your wife. Ladies, if you're married, pray for your husband. Of course, pray for your children if you have them. Pray for your grandchildren if you have them. If your parents are still living, pray for your parents. You may have extended family that you want to pray for, but you take time every single day. Hey, I'm going to read my Bible a little bit, and I'm going to pray a little bit. Now, listen to me. As you do that, you know what it'll do? It'll do nothing but grow. It'll do nothing but grow. You'll need more time to read your Bible, and you'll need more time to prayer. Make it a daily habit. Now, I know I've said this over and over, but I want to say it one more time. Don't pray all day, but pray every day. Don't let a week go by and you haven't prayed. Don't let a month go by and you haven't prayed. Listen, you know what the reality of not praying is? Hey, God, I don't need you. God, I can do this on my own. I can be a dad on my own. I can be an uncle on my own. I can be a wife on my own. I can handle my job by myself. Hey, God, I don't need you involved in my life, and I don't have time to talk to you. That's the reality of not praying. That says to God, God, I don't need you. But you see, when you pray, you're doing just the opposite. You're saying, God, I do need you. I need your help to be a mother. I need your help to be a wife. I need your help at my job. I need your help in my retirement. God, give me wisdom. God, help me. And listen, he will. Daily pray, daily read your Bible. Let me show you the last one. <clears throat> the last one's Matthew 7, 7, and it's pray expecting. Listen to what it says. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. The first part of that sentence says, ask and it will be given. Listen, do you pray expecting answers? Do you pray expecting God to move? That's a prayer of faith. That's a prayer of belief. Not a prayer of unbelief, a prayer of belief. Now, we prayed for Ashley to have a baby for eight years. Now, when I say we, I mean a bunch of us in our family and outside of our family. We prayed for eight years for her to have a baby. Now, don't miss this. There were days we cried. There were days we were mad. There were days we wanted to give up. There were days we thought, God, I want to cuss right there. God, yeah, God, you can go to you know where, where that other guy lives. We all had those days where we were discouraged, we were frustrated, we were angry, we were mad, we were filled with tears, we were filled with unbelief. I bet every one of you in this room have experienced that, if you've prayed for anything for any length of time. But we kept praying, and we didn't give up, and we expected God to move, and he did, and we have a beautiful baby girl. Now, listen to me. If you've got something in your life you've been praying about and you haven't seen any answers and you've put it on the shelf and maybe it's been a year, maybe it's been five years, maybe it's been, I don't know, however long it's been, can I encourage you to not give up and to continue to pray expecting? We've prayed for my wife's father to receive Jesus Christ as his Savior and we've been praying for him for 45 years. That's how long Vicky and I have been married. And he's 91 years old, and he is still not a Christian. And we've done the very same thing we did with Ashley. We've cried. We've been mad. We've been upset. You know, I've I've gone from Lord help him to Lord let him go to hell. You know, send him to the hottest part of hell there is. And I want to go visit him when he's there and say, I tried to tell you. I felt that way. Then I repent. I ask God to forgive me, and I go back to praying for him. Listen, I fully expect that man to say yes to Jesus Christ before he goes into eternity. We are praying, expecting. Now, just briefly, listen to this. Keep it simple. Find a promise and pray God's word. Make your prayer time active. Pray daily and pray expecting. As we move into the fall, can I encourage you, man, read your Bible every day. Take a minute or two and pray every day. Listen, pray for Ground Zero and Power Kids. Okay, we run about 200 kids a week, and we want to reach them for Jesus Christ. And would you just please pray? Hey, if you don't know what to pray, say, God, I just speak your grace over Power Kids tonight. God, I speak your grace over Ground Zero. It's on Wednesdays. God, open kids' hearts that they would come and they would hear the gospel pray for power kids pray for ground zero in a month we're going to men's retreat every man going needs prayer what if you just spent the next couple of weeks praying for men's retreat hey god would you help the men at men's retreat to see you and hear you would you help them be better husbands better fathers better dads listen just take some time and pray you won't be sorry As we move into the fall, September, October, November, as we move into wintertime, man, make it a point every single day I'm gonna pray. And if you have a day where you don't pray, who cares? Start back the next morning, amen? Hey, if you feel like, hey, I haven't read my Bible in a couple of days, just start back. Don't give up, don't quit. Be a prayer warrior, be a Bible reader, and you won't be sorry, amen? Amen, would y'all stand up and let me close in prayer and I'll pray for you right now. Father God, I want to thank you for every person in this service. Father God, I just want to declare your grace over each family, each household represented, each person here in this service. I pray grace and life over us. Father, would you stir us up to pray as we move into September, Lord, as we get up and start our week tomorrow, or we start our week this afternoon, whatever that looks like. God, we pray. We take a minute to pray. We take a minute to read our Bible. We're Bible reading, praying Christians. Father, as we move into fall, we go to church. We're in the house of God. We're taking time to read the Bible, taking time to pray, and that your grace is on us. Father, I'm thankful for all you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. I love you. I'm so glad you were here. Y'all have a great rest of your holiday weekend. We love you.